Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dazzling Duo. See, I keep, I remember, second week in a <laughs> row, so it's got to be a thing, right? Uh, it is the Dazzling Duo. Uh, it is Derek and myself, Mike. And as I was getting ready to close out Yahoo to get to our show notes, since this is irrelevant, first headline that pops out, Kim Kardashian calls Courtney the least exciting to look at in all-out feud. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, I guess. Last, maybe. Not just me. So, but... so all I'm going to say is, wow. <laughs> but um, how's it going? Not bad. Not bad. Taut today. Chili tamale. Mm, chili. <laughs> um, well, where, where did this one pop up? At? I'm looking at show notes, seeing stuff pop up that I didn't expect pop up. Um, I'm just, I haven't. We haven't done it in a while. Check out the homepage. Well, actually, hold up on the whole page. I am in the process of redoing it because we're undergoing some site maintenance. S- stuff still going to be there, but I will say this, though, and Derek can attest to it. He's seen some of the product coming for it. We're going to have a cool little merchandise store coming. Baseball Indeed. jersey, a baseball jersey, a hockey jersey, uh, maybe two hockey jerseys. Maybe, a, maybe we'll get another baseball jersey in there somewhere as well. Hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts. Sweatshirts would be both zipped and pullover. So I'm a pullover type guy, even though I'm wearing a zipped hoodie tonight. Um, Whereas I prefer zipped. See? Just like that. So all I think the couple designs we'll have will be, we'll have one design that's a zip, one design that's a pullover. Maybe they'll look similar. Maybe they won't. But uh, um, so yeah, check that out because I'm truly excited for that. Uh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. So um, the hats are going to be cool. Uh, who knows? Maybe for the winter, we might have beanies. Ooh. We will have we will have sales uh, every now and then. So it'd be awesome. When I'm saying sales, I'm saying uh, like on the jerseys, maybe ten dollars off on the jerseys, maybe maybe a few bucks off on the on the hats. I don't know, but we'll we'll figure that out as we get closer. Um, check out some of our affiliates: Fan Chest, Superhero Stuff, Loot Crate, uh, Ripped Apparel. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, TV Store Online. Check them out. Some cool stuff there. And uh, speaking of cool stuff, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, this comes from Bustle.com. General Mills is creating a breakfast card game. It's going to be called Monster Crush. Crunch. Crush. Monster Crunch. <laughs> the cool thing is this comes in a, in a box. What looks like a cereal box. Yeah, it looked pretty interesting when so, I saw it. One of my friends uh, posted that on my Facebook. So, of course, we're talking about Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Boo Berry. But they're showing a couple more characters on here that I don't remember. They're showing at least two others. Something Mummy. Oh. 
Or is that mummy? Wait. Yeah, there's a mummy and a werewolf. The mummy looks vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure about the wolf. The werewolf does as well. Two, okay, so according to the history of this, despite their popularity with kids from the 90s, well, okay, kids from the 80s too, 70s and 80s. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the serials are actually much older than the entire millennial generation. That's their words, not ours. i just <laughs> quoting it. Um, this is the history according to this article on Bustle.com. They first hit the scene in 1971. I was one. I don't remember. Uh, when they launched in March of that year, there were only two flavors available, Frankenberry and Count Chocula, mm-hmm. um, obviously based on Van Helsing and the Mad Scientist. I mean, wait, sorry. Based on Count Dracula and Frankenstein. Uh, although the selection might have been small, somewhat smaller, it did end up growing later um, include, uh, to include the cereals that held the distinction of being the only chocolate and strawberry flavored cereals, hmm. um, at least on the market at the time. Then in 1973, Booberry, a blueberry flavored cereal fronted by a ghost mascot who sounded a little bit like uh, Peter Lore, came along in 1973. I am so tempted to play this commercial. <laughs> I am checking to see. Okay, I have to undo. I got to unmute it. I want to play this commercial. I really do. Go for it. Can we get in trouble for copyright infringement? I have no idea. Uh, let's take the risk. <laughs> Don't be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Yes, the this is the very cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. And, and I, love well, the, I, got the- I love the line underneath. Vitamin charged. <laughs> this, is the, th- this is the very first commercial, 30-second commercial that came out in 1971. Very sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. Ah! <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. And the kid that walks by, this looks like something that was done by Charles Schultz Animation. Because <laughs> the kid walks by, it looked like a, um, what you call it? Uh, it looks like a kid from Charlie Brown shows. <laughs> so uh, after Booberry in '73, two additional flavors joined the line, although they failed to achieve the same success as their predecessors. Cherry flavored, well, that's the problem right there. Cherry flavored fruit brute, which featured a cartoon werewolf uh, in the box. And this makes, and of course, makes frequent appearances in Quentin Tarantino films. Debuted in '74 and discon- was discontinued in 1982. Okay, so eight years. And Fruity Yummy Mummy came in to fill the void in uh, 1987, but it too left the shelves a few years later in 1992. Of course. So then, roughly ten years ago. All of the monster cereals, including Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry, underwent a change in availability. Instead of haunting a grocery store shelves year-round, it became seasonal specialties, only available around Halloween, frequently as Target exclusives. Mm. So, guess what? My butt's buying at Halloween time at Target this year. I don't know. Maybe Count Chocula. I was, well, I was waiting for a snappy response. And I was trying to think, what else do they sell that only comes that time of year that I no, think, I, get think this. You, I think they brought it back because I think you can get blueberry and 
I think I saw Booberry and Count Chocula, like Chocky, Choc, yeah, the other day. Did you? I have to I'm look. I'm pretty sure at, at my gro- local grocery store. Well, unless I, they were just sitting there <laughs> since last Halloween. <laughs> you know what needs to come back? C3PO's. Ah, uh, I remember those. Those were good. Those were good. <laughs> now, um, of course, to continue on, an annual release of each season's batch of monster cereals has become quite the to-do, uh, with updated box art, making the arrival of Breakfast Treat even more of an event. So, uh, the sense is, once the word got out about this, mo- gets out about this monster cereal game, there'll be a similar rush to snap it up. Uh, I might agree. Yeah. I, I'm, I may absolutely agree with this. Um, website, Bloody Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Recently reported that the Monster Crush, Crunch Crush, Monster Crunch, the breakfast battle game will be available as a Target exclusive in the fall of this year. Hmm. Maybe, maybe at Halloween time. Well, ho, ho. Uh, Bustle has further concern, confirmed that the game will be on shelves as of August 26th. Hey, two days after my birthday. Hey, all right. And will be available as an available online at Target.com a tad bit earlier than that. So any listener who who would like to get this for us to check out, my birthday's on the 24th, send me an email at mike at weebygeeks.net and I'll tell you how to get <laughs> how you can send it to me. Uh, or even if you want to send us some cereal. That too. <laughs> email email Derek at weebygeeks.net for his address as well to send him cereal. Send us both there cereal. You. There we go. Next thing you know, we're going to get a, a case of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat this much. I'll be taking them work. Two boxes day gone. Whoever wants it, take it. Uh, the game's going to retail for about nineteen ninety nine, or hey, we'll round up. Twenty bucks. And then, the, then of course, they, they throw in the first Booberry commercial. <laughs> Guess what I'm going to do now? Play the commercial. All right. Come on. Come for a nutritious breakfast. What? Hello, my name is Boo. <laughs> Let me finish. Booberry, my ghostly good blueberry flavored cereal. I remember this commercial. <laughs> is part of this complete breakfast. Frankenberry's got strawberry flavored marshmallows. Count Chocula's got chocolate marshmallows. But I've got blueberry flavored marshmallows. Frankenberry. Count Chocula. <laughs> and Booberry. <laughs> ah, the memories. I remember that one, and, and 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 I do see where that's Peter Lorne. That sounds like Peter Lorne. It sounds like the guy who, yeah, yeah, Peter Lorne. I was, I was trying to go somewhere else, but it's not going to be that way. Uh, so, according to the Big G's page on the game, I'm assuming General Mills. The goal is to eat as much cereal as possible in this fast. I, pay- go ahead. I was going to say I win. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wrong one. <laughs> Uh-huh. And what's the sound after you win? I can't unlatch it. Um, in this fast-paced game of luck and strategy, players collect collect as many cereal cards in their bowls as they can. Reads the game description. Milk tokens allows you to combine cereal cards, thereby letting you take bigger bites. And apparently the monster you choose to play can also dramatically affect how you build your strategy. Each character has its own special powers, like Frankenberry could zap you with his strawberry-looking fingernails. 
Um, and you know, it gives you an advantage in your quest to eat all the cereal. Recommended for two to five players, ages eight to eight and up or nine and up. Uh, I'm sure these days an eight year old could play this as well. So uh, a round of the game takes around twenty minutes to complete. Um, That's not bad at all. I I honestly say uh, I'm interested. I think that'd be a fun thing for. For you and your family to play for sure. You know, I might need to contact General Mills and go, how do I get a copy of this beforehand? Because with my niece, her boyfriend, my wife, my daughter, and myself, that's five of us. There you go. And last week we played Uno before this week's show, before We Be Geeks last week. Game that should have, the way it was going, that should have taken 20 minutes turned into almost an hour 10. <laughs> and we were laughing so hard with stuff because it was the Uno where you could write your own wild cards oh. and, and one of uh, when my daughter puts on one cluck like a chicken <laughs> and I kept getting hit with it I mean, other people get hit with it and they just go buck, buck. yeah cluck 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 I went mm. I get it and I'm like, <laughs> and they go what was that I said it's a disappointed chicken <laughs> And there was one um, draw eight cards, pass card, you know, swap cards, and you pass to the left. So just as you would get down to like two cards, someone would play the swap cards, and then I'd be handed like a deck of ten cards. I'm like, crap, this could take forever to get back down quickly. Um, but no, this looks awesome. This looks like I need to contact General Mills. Yeah. This looks like I need to set up my camera to, or, or my phone on a tripod and record it. Oh, yeah. I I, 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 I think that's that's what I need to do. It, seem, it, do, it seems like it's going to be a really fun game. Yeah. Especially, you know, for, for people who grew up on those serials. Yep. I, I'm, I'm actually dead serious about this. I, I'm looking on their, I'm on their site right now looking, how do I contact you? Contact us. <laughs> Won't mind if I do tomorrow. <laughs> we'll give them a, you can give them a review. Give the game a review. Yeah. So, um, hey, General Mills website. I found their one talking about their cereals. Our new products. I didn't know they owned Annie's. Annie's Homegrown. I did not know that either. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they owned this too. The Betty. Have you seen the Betty? Okay. I know we're a geek related show, but I I picked one of these up. Have you seen in the stores? I know Walmart has them. Marvel might currently be dominating the Whoops. box. <laughs> Sorry, that was urine. This definitely has the upper stop, hand. Stop! 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 <laughs> this is great. Have you seen the mug treats? No. Oh my God. I picked up some for Blueberry. Here, here's the write-up on it. Uh, mug treats go around the globe. The launch of Betty Crocker Mug Treats, a dessert that can be made in a coffee mug, marks another first for the brand. Oh, yes, I have seen those. They can be microwaved in about a minute. Then you finish your creation by providing frosting, topping, icing, or glaze. Yeah. Uh, there are a variety of flavors, including hot fudge brownie, rainbow chip cake. Um, I have the blueberry, or blueberry muffin. Uh soft-baked chocolate chip cookie, uh, chocolate caramel cake, triple chocolate cake, chocolate peanut butter brownie, hot fudge brownie, cinnamon roll, oh, 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 oh cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin. This may, in, the, in each box, when we got it, that was under three bucks. Really? For four, for four packets. 
four servings. Huh. So you, you make up to four mugs. Now it makes me want to go find a microwave safe mug. To, <laughs> is it, the mugs I've got, I don't trust in the microwave, but now oh, I want really? a, I want a microwave safe mug so I could, I, yeah, I bought this stuff. Now I want to get a microwave, microwave safe mug so I could throw these in. Well, yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> Because I'm not throwing my flash mug in. I'm not throwing it in my flash mug. You have to let me know how they are. Yeah. And then then another article. He's been at General Mills since 1965. Dude, salute you. (laughs) But no, I'm not seeing anything on their site about it. Let me go search. Monster Crunch. Monster's Big big G Cereals. Monster's Product List. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. But (laughs) I I am contacting them. I really am. I, I... I, yeah, I got fair. We got this is gonna be a, a Weeby Geeks thing. We're gonna have to get it. Could you imagine going to a game room at a convention, Boston Comic Con? We're playing uh, Monster Crunch. Awesome, yeah. Let's make it happen. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm contacting them tomorrow. <laughs> I really am. I got some downtime. They're getting a phone call. I think that's a show tile. Monster Crunch. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool that this whole thing looks like a cereal box. I know, right? That's awesome. Yeah. There we go. Saving this image. You know, it's funny. I almost didn't put that in the show notes, too, because I was like, ah, do we really want to talk about this? And I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, shame on you for almost denying <laughs> us this. <laughs> okay. Before editing, this is taking up a good chunk of 24 minutes. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Before we edit. <laughs> yeah. Horrible article to start us off with. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So why don't we move on to something better? Sorry. There's fruity, fruity yummy mummy. Sorry. And fruit. Why do they give the pair, poor werewolf pink, pink stripes on his overalls? He's fruit brute. Fruit brute. <laughs> He's part of the he's part of the brute squad. I am the brute squad. <laughs> yes, I mixed a little Princess Bride in there. Ah, uh, yes. That's the only, only appropriate movie that needs to be playing in the background while you're playing this game. <laughs> I won't tell you how many times in college I would watch Princess Bride while eating cereal. Mm. Anyway, anyway, to quote speaking Kermit, of movies, I was going to say, to quote Kermit, moving right along. <laughs> so uh, I think we're, we're we're all pretty much aware by this point in time that the DC movies have been a little um, dark, to say the least. Um, um, even Wonder Woman was was a little dark in, in places. And I don't just mean because it was at nighttime, but um. Yeah, but you know, Wonder Woman's fit. Oh, that one fit okay, though. It balanced it out. Wonder Woman balanced it out perfectly. I mean, everything on the island was bright and sunny. Right. For the most part, London, or when they were in the UK, it was it was bright enough, even though there was that fog of war, plus, you know, typical kind of loomy, overcast skies that frequent London quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Summer Olympics a few years ago. Yeah, it was bright and sunny, but how many times did it get very overcast? as well like okay here come the storms mm-hmm. going through that right now here in florida um and of course you know the whole time in paris i was paris or in france right the closer you got uh, to the closer yeah. you got to the front the more fog yeah. of war you got right it was fine mm-hmm. but other than wonder woman the other dc movies have been a little too dark we could say and uh it looks like uh 
DC is thinking about brightening things up a little bit and uh, moving into a whole new corner of the DC Comics universe. Uh, because according to a new report from Collider, Warner Brothers has hired Jared Stern to write and direct. <laughs> Pay attention. You're going to love this one. Super Pets, an animated movie about the furry friends of DC Comics characters. Yeah, that's right. Super Pets. So, Dynamite? Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. So Stern Stern um, has been is known for writing the Lego Batman movie and the Lego Ninjago movie. Um, he's also done Smallfoot, uh, some writing on Doctor Ken and Wreck It Ralph, and he recently made his directorial debut with the Netflix movie Happy Anniversary. Uh, so the Super Pets uh, have had a unique sort of tenure at DC, uh, first debuting as a somewhat official ensemble in 1962. Wow. Uh, basically, they're kind of like the all-animal version of the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, the team has included Crypto the Superdog, Streaky the Supercat, Bat-Cow, Flexi the Plastic Bird, and Aquaman Seahorse Storm over the years. Now, wait. What, what was the barnyard one? Bat-Cow? <laughs> 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 oh, wait, that cow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> so <laughs> recently, uh, most recently, uh, the Super Pets were an animated series on Cartoon Network that starred Maria Bamford, Diedrich Bader, and Deborah Wilson. Um, so we're, we're not sure what this version of Super Pets is going to look like or what form of animation will be used, but uh, it should it should be interesting. So uh, Jeff Johns, the former DC chief creative officer. You know, we all know Jeff Johns. Yeah, but I, His, and it's only recent that it's former. Right. Because wasn't uh, it about a year ago he took over mm -hmm. for, for the movie side? Yeah, I think it's been almost, yeah, close to a year. So according to Jeff Johns, who is now in charge of the movies, my own personal opinion is that the DC characters are so elastic and there's so many stories to tell. I think that anything you can do in a comic, you can do on TV or the movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're getting a Shazam movie. Mera's on the big screen. We're doing a Stargirl TV show now. There's a lot. Every character is going to have their due. Wait, a Stargirl? Mm-hmm. They're doing a Stargirl show series for the streaming service. Uh, no, wait. Hold on a second. So are you saying we are going to be hitting trailers? Are we, are we, we're not discussing trailers, are we? No. Okay. We're staying out of the trailer park. <laughs> but, uh, I got I got to know, did Chris hear, hear that when, when we did that on the show, or has he listened to the last week's episode yet? I don't know if he's listened yet. He didn't mention it. He might not have listened yet. Well, I sent you the link where you can get that. Yes. Unless you want me to just send you that. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. A Super Pets movie. Why not? Actually, you know, it would be kind of interesting if they did, like, um, what is it, Homeward Bound? With, like, live animals and then <laughs> made them the Super Pets. Oh, sort of like what, what Disney's doing with their live-action movies? Which I saw the trailer for Lion King. Did you? Yeah, live-action Lion King. Uh, 
<laughs> I need to see more. I mean, Jungle Book was okay. That's where it all kicked off. I still haven't seen Jungle Book. That's right. How about this one for you? 32 years ago, a great movie was released. But some may say Star Wars was a better accomplishment. <clears throat> I know not. Unique. <laughs> Howard the Duck was released 32 years ago. I know not of what you speak. 32 years ago. Jeez. And I, I love the caption under this. No one laughs at the master of quack foo. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you seen the duck or not? No. It is in um, the Cosmic Ghost Rider book that just came out. They have a duck or not. Howard the Duck and Juggernaut combined. Oh, I'm still trying... I'm still trying to get uh, the five issue. At this point in time, it's not worth it for me to get the five issues, but I will get the, uh, I'll probably end up getting the um, the trade and then buy the digital copy of Deadpool the Duck. <laughs> so I, I will I will do the Deadpool the Duck. That, that could be fun. Um, so I guess it's my turn, huh? It is indeed. Well, I like, I kind of liking this website. Uh, it's one of the few things that's been done right coming out of sci-fi. It's their sci-fi wire. I love the site. Mm. Uh, apparently in development, Kirkman animates Super Dinosaur um, and Judge Dredd show lands a rider and three join Midnight, Texas. So, um, let's see, where do we start off? Well, we'll start off with Robert Kirkman. He's moving into animation for his next project called Super Dinosaur. Story of a genetically altered Tyrannosaurus in power armor that fights evil. Hopefully fights my dog. Um, <laughs> With the help of a 10-year-old super genius. Wait a second. This kind of sounds like Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Nope. Nothing like it at all. <laughs> uh, based on a comic by Kirkman and artist Jason Howard, the series originated from a sketch Howard drew for a son of a dinosaur in a superhero cape. Okay. Uh, the report, uh, this comicbook.com reported on the announcement from publisher Skybound Entertainment's panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Broadcaster has yet to be named. Uh, to continue on, 28, 20, uh, 20 AD, 2000 AD writer Rob Williams has been named as one of the lead has been named as the lead writer on the upcoming Judge Dredd Mega City One TV show. Yes, um, Williams is w- well known to Dredd fans, having written several memorable stories for the comics, which hopefully we might see get translated to the small screen. Or the flat screen. I think flat screen is more appropriate now. Yeah. Um, in addition to writing the pilot, Williams is working with a team of writers to develop the overarching plot for the show's first two seasons. Okay. I love it. If it's kind of done in a manner of like the original Battlestar Galactica from the 70s, where overall, you know, the, the overarching plot was getting to Earth, but you have your own little stories along the way getting there and right. it's not like oh some of these shows where the whole series is all about trying to get to the end and there's n- and it gets boring after season after episode two or three because you're taking too long to get in humans for existence for example for existence mm-hmm. in humans that whole eight episode season could have been wrapped up in four episodes and then they did a second arc it felt like more than eight episodes it did i mean it, w- it was it was pleasant but it just took way too long it all could have been shortened into four episodes if they did that then they could have easily have gotten another four episodes with a whole new story arc and i mm-hmm. think that might have saved things 
So just be careful about how long you try and get to the resolve. Um, it is being Judge Dredd Mega One City or Mega One City Mega City One is being developed by I Am Global Television and Rebellion Productions. Uh, right now, no broadcaster is attached, no cast has been named, but fans have speculated that Carl Urban might reprise the role from his 2012 movie. Which yes, I hope. Please so. give me, give me, that give me. Awesome. Um, Urban does well on TV. Look at what was it? Almost Human. He was on. Yep. And I thought that show was great. It's just unfortunately Fox just doesn't know how to handle shows. Exactly. Thankfully, that that won't be Disney's problem when the sales completed because we won't own Fox Broadcasting. Ah yes. That would still be held by the original group. Um, now, the small town of Midnight, Texas, home to an eclectic array of supernatural beings, will welcome three newcomers for its second season later this year. Uh, Variety reports that Nestor Carboneau, uh, the Punisher's Jamie Ray Newman, will recur as Kay and Patience Lucero, owners of a new hotel and healing center. And uh, Unreal's Josh Kelly will play a demon hunter named Walker Chisholm who will provide a romantic compilation for Jason Lewis's fallen angel, Joe Strong. Uh, the show returns for its second season on NBC Friday, October 26th. Hmm. So, speaking of a character that once appeared on NBC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Schwing uh, and the Miss. That, can, uh, that one hit. That one hit nice. Um, that would be uh, a little character called John Constantine, who, uh, again, that... His, the show they had on NBC, I feel like, didn't get a fair shake. It, it started off a little rough, but I was enjoying it until it got canceled. <laughs> and I, I'm very happy to see that he is going to be on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. But and also... He, he did briefly appear this last season for an episode or two. Yes. Mm-hmm. A couple of good episodes. And uh, he's also going to be appearing in an animated movie called Constantine, City of Demons. And uh, that is coming out on October 9th, 2018 to Ultra HD Blu-ray, Combo Pack, Blu-ray, Combo Pack, and Digital. Uh, it's from executive producers David S. <laughs> Goyer and Greg Berlanti. Interesting. Uh, the Hellblazer is back in an all-new twisted tale of mystery, intrigue, and the occult with Constantine, City of Demons, a full-length R-rated feature film based on the acclaimed DC animated series from CWC. Oh, so it's it's going to be like a continuation of that one. Hmm. Oh, okay. Love uh, CWC. It's actually pretty pretty cool. I, have to watch, I haven't uh, watched the series. I'll check that out on there. Um, CWC is a it's a great um, supplement app to the CW app. That's where Vixen ran. Oh right, yeah. Some great stuff there. Cool. I mean, they they've got some very cool stuff, and they and they tend to use for that actors from the actual series. Oh yeah, that's cool. So uh, Constantine City of Demons will be available on Ultra HD Blu-ray Combo Pack for thirty nine ninety nine. Blu-ray Combo Pack for twenty four ninety eight. That's odd. <laughs> as well, as well as digital uh, for nineteen ninety nine for the for the high def and fourteen ninety nine for standard def. Uh, 
The Ultra HD Blu-ray Combo Pack, that's a mouthful, features an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc in 4K with HDR and a Blu-ray disc featuring the film. The Blu-ray Combo Pack features the Blu-ray and DVD, which I know you enjoy. Uh, the Ultra Blu-ray and Blu-ray combo pack include a digital version of the film. The movie is rated R for blood, violence, gore, disturbing images, and some sexual content. <laughs> well, you know, it's Constantine. What do you expect? Yeah. Well, how about this? Speaking so of the con- D- Halloween, excuse me. Sorry. Well, coming out in September, I'm, I'm mentioning this because we ended up buying it last week. Over on Amazon, mm-hmm. the complete season, or the complete, not complete season, the complete series of Fraggle Rock. Oh, yeah? 12 discs. Wow. How much do you think you'd be paid for it? Uh, 50 bucks. Close. 57 bucks before shipping. Hmm. Or 12 discs. When we, 12, looked, yeah. when we looked at it, like, the week before, it was 76 bucks. So in a week, it dropped almost 20, almost 25 bucks. <laughs> we snagged it. Nice. Yes, I think, think after taxes. I, I, well, no. Not after, yeah, after taxes, because I got free shipping on it. It was like $61. 61 divided by 12. 61 divided by 12. Duh. No wonder I can't get it to go right. I'm going 61 times 12. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, why is it showing me seven hundred? Wow. Talking, we're talking roughly just over five dollars a disc for a Blu-ray. That's, well, yeah, that's good. It's like buying when when the Star Wars collection came out on Blu-ray, the nine disc, and you got it for on Amazon for ninety bucks, ten dollars a disc. Of course, it was worth it. Sure. Yeah, we're big Hanson fans or Henson fans. But my daughter loves Fraggle Rock. We've got season. That's good to say, Hanson fan. Hanson fans like. <laughs> <laughs> they play uh, Epcot every year. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not there. Um, but the uh, so my daughter's been if it was a it was a video cassette, they will she will have worn out the the tapes. Um, but now, but she hasn't seen one or two because we don't have it. Now that we have, we'll be getting it. Yeah, it's gonna be get to see some Mike Quinn, who who we've all come to know and love as a guest here and a guest over on Wookie Radio. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I'm gonna jump in with Brett. Brett Spiner is beaming aboard Supergirl. Mm-hmm. He has signed on to play the Vice President of the United States in Supergirl. Um, so I guess he was uh, Linda Carter's running mate. As, you know, who she's returning as President Olivia Marsden. Um, and so there's by, so by, you got you got Wonder Woman as president and Data as vice president. Not bad. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Mm. Uh, adept and politically minded VP Baker, there's no first name yet, makes an unlikely leader, but steps in in a big way when his country needs him most. Uh, Spiner is best known for playing Data or Data Data on <laughs> on Star Trek: The Next Generation, but has played villains in DC animation twice: The Joker in Young Justice and the Riddler in Justice League Action. Which great actor? I I didn't like him in either role. Really? I didn't like his Riddler. Mm. I, I really didn't like his Riddler. I don't remember. <laughs> I have to go back and watch, but... Mm. Um, I didn't even realize it was him, actually. Riddler, I kind of caught. I'm like, ah, this is, this is not... It, to me, he just didn't have... The way he did it, um, didn't have the right voice. Mm. See, now it's making me think... Let me see if I can find it on tape. 
right. Uh, okay. I found one. All right. So I'm going to unmute. No. Mm-mm. There we go. This is Riddler in the beginning. When does a traveler not need his map? When he's already there. That's Riddler Mm. from Justice League Action. It it doesn't sound right for Riddler. Mm. Yeah, I can see what you mean. It it just doesn't sound right. I'm not looking up Joker from Young Justice, but so. I definitely realized that one was him, I think. Oh, maybe it did. I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm not looking that one up. Mm. The Riddler one, I wanted to prove my point because, well, I'm a Riddler fan. <laughs> well, I've got a Bat- Batman 66 Frank Gorshin Riddler action figure up on the wall. So, um, Supergirl's fourth season starts uh, October 14th on the CW. Oh, wow. I probably should have swapped these because I really enjoyed this show, but I'll let you take it. I know, right? Um, yeah, and this is actually a show I have not watched. Actually, you know what? what? Seeing the next story? Just jump to the next story. I'll take this story. All right, that'll work. <laughs> So, jumping to the next story, which is actually a story I am very interested in. See, as I, mm-hmm. I, I love this too, but I just did you a favor. Yes, as I am a huge fan of the Transformers, and one of the most tragic moment in a young Transformers life, Transformer fan's life, was seeing Optimus Prime die in the Transformers, the animated movie. Ah, it still it still gets me choked up to this day. Yeah, but you can relive that moment on the big screen. That, as would, be, the, that would be so awesome. That would be. Um, so the renowned animated feature film, The Transformers: The Movie, is returning to cinemas nationwide for a special one night event on Thursday, September twenty seventh at seven p.m. local time. Ooh, is this being done by like fans? Them? Uh, no, actually. Uh, the film has been meticulously remastered. Oh, maybe it is. Uh, the, the film has been meticulously remastered, restored from the original film elements, and transferred in high definition. Ooh. The Transformers 1986 movie event will catapult audiences into the supercharged, action-packed Transformers universe and enables lifelong fans to relive the excitement and awe of the 1986 animated feature just months before Bumblebee, the new live-action feature film set in the year 1987, hits theaters everywhere in December 2018. Uh, The special event is a collaboration between Fathom Events, Hasbro Studios, and Shout Factory. So I I am right. It it is being done by Fathom. Yes. And it will also provide moviegoers with a sneak peek behind the making of the Bumblebee feature film and a brand new interview with singer songwriter Stan Bush, including recent performances of the theme songs The Touch and Dare, both of which I remember quite well. Not that they were great songs, but you know. I wish I could play them. Uh, uh, moviegoers will be able to enjoy the film in approximately 500 select U.S. movie theaters. Ooh. A complete list of the theaters will be available at fathomevents.com. Right. Uh, the tickets will go on sale this Friday, August 3rd, and can be purchased online at or at participating 
movie theater box offices. So there you go. All right. Take some time to relive your childhood and watch the Transformers the movie uh, on the big screen, which I have a few a few different memory, memories connected to that, including one is uh, that was the last movie I saw at our at the local theater in my hometown that was then closed after. Oh wow! And well, I'm on Fathom Events site now. August fourth and August sixth, Sailor Moon Supers the movie. Mm-hmm. August fifth and August eighth, The Big Lebowski. Oh, Dude, wow. nice. Uh, then on August twelfth and thirteenth, Grave of the Fireflies a Studio Ghibli film. No kidding. Yep. Uh, they do a lot of Ghibli stuff. Huh. I am surprised there's not a lot of Ghibli stuff available on Blu-ray. It's all DVD. Hmm. Interesting. Um, see a few other things. August 23rd, August 25th, Rift Tracks Live. Oh, wow. Crawl. Yeah. All right. I got to check, see if that's available here. Um, See all of it. Um, yeah, they've only got through August. You said that comes out when? Oh, but it's now available till Friday. Yeah. So two days away. Well, maybe by the time I get this posted. <laughs> yeah, maybe by then it'll actually be tickets will actually be on sale. <laughs> I'm looking for. I'm looking at Crawl. 8 p.m. showing Crawl on the 23rd, which is live, and the Encore, which is the next day or on the 25th at 12:55 p.m. It is available in my theater. Nice. And at Disney. Springs, one of the theaters at Disney Springs. So what's your zip code? 01440. 01440. And you have three options as well. Oh, wow. Uh, you have Regal Solomon Pond. Oh, I know that one, yeah. Day of. Cinemagic, Cinemagic Sturbridge. <laughs> I don't know why that one is. Cinemagic Sturbridge and Cinemagic in Merrimack. Uh, those are a little more of a trip, but not too bad. Uh, and then the next day, the Encore on the 25th, which is the, the noon 55 p.m. Regal Solomon Pond, 15 AMC Framingham and Regal Bellingham. And I probably oh, butchered nice. the last one, didn't I? No, you got it right. Because okay. I know it's 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 not Peabody, it's Peabody. Yeah. It's not Wooster, it's Wooster. Actually it's Wister. 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 Okay. So And uh my wife comes from my wife was born in Lemonster, even though it looks like Leo Minster. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. New England. Yeah. We're messed yeah. up. <laughs> those aren't those aren't even the worst names. Well, down here I live in Osceola County, not Osceolo. Some people <laughs> say it Osceola it's Osceola it's Kissimmee not Kissimmee not yeah so, so that's a tricky one it, it's S-E-M-O-R-O-N it's Cimarron hmm. you look at it people go uh, Cimarron no <laughs> not even close <laughs> so you know it, it'll be cool to hear uh, the Weird Al Yankovic tune off the soundtrack go as well oh yeah that was a great soundtrack it really yeah. was um, but I, I'm going to throw on here uh, Runaway's second season 
is debuting this fall and will bring more Marvel characters. I actually watched this. Um, I loved it. I actually fell in love with it. Really? It was good? I'm not familiar with the book. I'm a little bit. Not not a lot. So I don't know how true this stays to the characters in the book, but man, I liked it. I did. Nice. Very uh, nice. Currently in production, Runaway Season 2 will bring some new characters from the comic books, according to executive producers and showrunners Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. There are some characters who appear in the book who are appearing in Season 2. Uh, they are really popular, exciting characters, added Savage, though the pair cannot reveal who the new characters joining the show would be. Then why do this article? Because you want to tease us. <laughs> tease us. Okay. Um, remember, this is episode 268, Monster Crush. Monster Crunch. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, it's a tease. Um, it's like that guy. Have you ever watched uh, Forged in Fire? Where they made the weapon making show, the edge weapons making show? No, I've, I've heard of it. I've never watched it. There, there's this one guy who's, a, I guess, martial arts expert and martial arts weapons expert. And, and he does this whole thing, you know, where he cuts through, like, the dead carcasses or what, or, yeah, with the weapons. It will cut. It will kill. <laughs> It's the face he looks. It's like the mouth all of a sudden gets elongated in a horizontal manner. It will kill. <laughs> you are creepy. Um, so, uh, additionally, the upcoming season will accelerate the journey of the show's young heroes, putting a ticking clock in their parents' hunt for them. Uh, it's going to accelerate. We're now running with our kids. Our focus shifts to these kids and trying to survive in the streets. There's a greater sense of tension and momentum in keeping with where we are in this part of the story. In the real world, young people are dealing with adult themes. The, the world adults are leaving young are leaving young people. There's a responsibility on the young people to fix this world. It feels so broken in many ways. That is also a theme for our characters and for the show. Uh, season two will premiere in fall of 2018. No specific date announced. Hmm, sounds interesting. So that's where we're at. Um, and that kind of almost wraps it up. Any any final thoughts? Do we do we need to check the tip site again, aka Facebook, to see what's coming? <laughs> oh, I did see one thing. Uh, they're doing a reboot of the '80s show Alf. Who? I don't know. I don't remember who. Oh, hey, there we go. Warner Brothers <laughs> is developing a reboot of Alf. Okay. Do we have any more information or? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, like this, have we finally reached peak reboot, or is that even possible? <laughs> I think we've gone beyond. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of information on it here. Well, I will say, um, StarWars.com released a set picture from J.J. Abrams from his Twitter account showing, oh, really? showing uh, first day of shooting, because they apparently, at time of recording on August 1st, shooting has begun on Episode 9. Now, the big picture in front of the camera, which is very hazy, you see Finn and the shoulders of Ray because the camera's in the way, and you barely see the head of Chewbacca. But you look in the view screen, you see a little bit more, and they're all on the Falcon. That was not, that's not Chewbacca. It's my dog that's being a hemorrhoid. <laughs> so, uh, trying to see if there was anything else. Did we mention we got a merchandise store coming soon? Hopefully before Labor Day. 
You might have. Okay. Um, we're 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 going to talk about this a little bit more because Derek's a one of our field agents on Mighty Marvel Geeks, which is sort of like the Smugglers Alliance for Wookie Radio. Um, but just initial impression: the Ven- new Venom trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it anymore. Uh, would, would this be appropriate? I, I think Tom Hodges said it best. The more trailers he sees for it, the less. Because why is this one, to paraphrase Tom Hodges, who I love following. Uh, even even with the political rants, because uh, I'm seeing both sides of the picture. I understand both sides of the picture, but I just don't really care. Um, the uh, he to paraphrase what he said, it was basically why uh, why put out more trailers that are going to drive more people away from the movie. <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to say too before we go, I just got an email from uh, superhero stuff. It's one of their their mass emails they sent out to people who subscribe. Buy two hats, mm-hmm. get one free. Oh, nice. And they got some nice looking hats here. So, ooh, yes. and, and I do own some of their hats. That they, I've got, the, I have the Jedi, uh, Jedi Academy hat or Jedi Order hat that I got at Celebration. And I have um, the Flash hat from the Flash Hero Box when they did the first Flash hats, which is a gorgeous hat, by the way. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I want the orange lantern hat, but I don't want a black hat with the orange symbol. I want black bill, orange box black symbol. Can we make that one happen, please? Anyway, um, anything else? Are we missing anything? Mm, not that I know of. Well, then, if that's it, feel free. Site's going to be back up this week, looking the way everyone's familiar with it looking. Uh, it's getting there. Um, other than that, check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at, well, Instagram and Twitter at WeBeGeeks. Facebook at Weeby Geeks PC. Um, if you're going to visit us on Facebook, hit our group page, which is facebook.com forward slash group forward slash Weeby Geeks. Until next time. Want to know more? <laughs> The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.